1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator 10 for ten percent off your first booking in the app. find travel experiences for you Do more with Viator
2: We are met in this cave by the restless sea to reveal the horror in man's mind. listen to the weird circle. Closely, For you will hear the crying of lost souls. Our story discloses the horror in man's mind. This is a tale of the house and the brain. Come with me to London, through the heavy fog of the city, to a large house in the suburbs. A young couple enter the portals of that house to attend an art auction...
3: Well, hello, Jim. We've been looking all over for you. We've got quite a crowd here today. Paul, Whitney, Sandra. I'm glad you've come. I
4: thought you two were refugees from this sort of thing.
5: Well, frankly, Jim, I've suddenly conceived a passion for good oil paintings, and I'm going to buy this fabulous painting of the ancient cutthroat.
3: Well, to tell you the truth, Jim, she suddenly conceived a passion for cutthroats, ancient or otherwise. Oh,
5: <laughs> my husband abuses me.
3: I'm too nice to her, or she'd never be interested in any other man.
5: But, darling, the man in the portrait's been dead 400 years.
3: Dead or living, he's not beyond your <laughs> Oh,
5: But my husband loves me, Jim must be my fatal fascination. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't come here to talk with you, even if it is fun. I came here to see that oil painting.
4: Oh, it's quite a painting.
5: Yes, yeah, so
3: we've heard. It's in my study. Come and take a look before the auction starts. Mm-hmm. Now, don't fall in love with it, Sandy. No matter how you feel about 15th century reprobates, I'm not going to spend a fortune buying useless pictures. picture. <laughs> well, there's the picture. What do you think? He has a face you'll never forget.
4: And a reputation. Yes, sir. He lived a full life. You know, he was supposed to have been fabulously wealthy. But when he died, his fortune disappeared.
5: Oh, my dumpling aunt. He looks like the kind of man who sticks pins in people for the devil of it.
4: Sandra. The strangest thing about the picture is the man's eyes. You get the feeling that the eyes are alive.
3: Yes. I definitely. Clever work.
5: Paul. What's the matter with you, Sandra? I could have sworn I've... I've seen that man in London recently. What man? The one in the picture.
4: What? <laughs> He's been dead 400 years. Stop
5: snickering at me, Jim. I know what I've seen.
4: Impossible. The only thing left of the Honorable Cutthroat Richards is the house on Orchard Street. He built it 450 years ago, and it's never been really habitable since. Why? Well, this is your chance to laugh at me. It's haunted. Haunted? Oh, not really. Really?
5: Oh, Jim, Jim, I've never met a ghost. And
4: you never will, Sandra. Jim, oh,
5: Jim, please, please, oh, please, imagine a really, truly ghost.
3: (laughs) Wonderful, Jim, take us over. Or better yet, I'll rent the place for a week. I've heard a lot about ghosts, but I've never been able to pin one down. You know, I've been a student of the alcohol for a long time.
5: Jim, 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 please.
3: Oh, Sandra, I'm serious. It's dangerous business, this ghost hunting. Uh, Please, fella, anything to get Sandra's mind off buying that picture.
4: Very well, but you'll find some very real ghosts over there. The housekeeper, Mrs. Browning, will rent you a room if you want one. But she's the only person who's ever been able to stay in the
3: old house. (laughs) Thanks, old man. Come along, Sandra. But the picture. Hang the picture, my sweet. I've got a genuine ghost for you. open all by itself.
5: There's no one there. Doors aren't supposed to open by themselves, Paul. Well,
3: what do you expect? The house is haunted, isn't it? Hmm. Door slammed by itself, too.
5: Woo, tricky place, isn't it? You frightened? Not in the least. And it isn't my knees that are shaking, Pet. It's yours. Wonder where the housekeeper is. Her name's Mrs. Browning. Call her and see what happens. All right. Mrs. Browning. <gasps> Don't poke me, Paul. I didn't poke you. Well, I didn't poke myself. Oh, hey. I wonder if we're alone. Look behind me, Paul. If it's a ghost, I don't want to meet it quite yet. Silly,
3: it's broad daylight. Anybody knows ghosts never appear until nightfall.
5: Paul, Paul, look, it's a child's footprint right there in front of me, a wet footprint. Great heavens. No, another one. Looks like the footprint of a child who's taken a bath. Oh, my chubby, yeah. Listen. The footprints lead upstairs. Shall we follow? Well, it's the obvious thing to do.
3: Ghastly cold in here, Sandy, isn't
5: it? Ghostly cold, at any rate.
3: Uh You're not quite up to form, old girl. You sure you want to go through with
5: this? No, I'm positive, uh, almost, anyway. Sandy, the footprints, they disappear.
6: maybe Maybe it's all done with mirrors. Good afternoon. Do come in the sitting room. Oh, you must be Mrs. Browning. I'm Sandra Whitney, and this is my husband. How do you do? How do you do? Mr. Danvers told me you were coming. Won't you be seated? Thank you, Mrs. Browning. I hope my stepdaughter didn't frighten you. Your stepdaughter? Well, I didn't see anyone.
3: Naturally.
6: She's dead.
3: You mean the footprints we saw?
6: Yes, of course. Uh, You didn't see or hear anything else? No. Expecting anyone? Yes. They're coming for me shortly. My time is up, and I must die in the way they've planned it. They? They? Those who live in this house, Mrs. Whitney. Oh,
3: God, Mrs. Browning, you don't really believe ghosts actually live here.
6: Believe it? I know it. You see, Mr. Whitney, when I was first married 40 years ago, my husband, my stepdaughter, and myself moved into this house. They were here then. Why didn't you move out? Oh, we became used to them. Then my stepdaughter died. My husband had an unfortunate accident, and I was left alone. You've lived here alone ever since? Yes. Waiting for them to take me.
3: Mrs. Browning, how much will you charge my wife and myself for an apartment here by the week?
6: Charge? Nothing. Nothing at all. Anybody who has the courage to stay here is most welcome. But I advise you against it. Listen. What is it? Souls crying for release. Release from him.
3: Oh, come, Mrs. Browning.
6: You don't believe me? (laughs) You will when you move in. When can I expect you? Tonight at eight. How about it, Paul? Sounds jolly. You'll use the east wing. I'll have a fire lit for you. But let me warn you once again... They'll be waiting for you, day and night. Sandra,
5: you're back. Of course, Paul. Down, back, down. I say. Oh, if you keep squirming, I'll never get you on a leash. I'd
3: better take some pistols along with us.
5: Well, I'm not at all sure you can shoot a ghost, Paul.
3: I'm not at all sure it is a ghost. Something awfully phony about all that.
5: Oh, no. My intuition says there were ghosts in that house, darling, and I have a very perceptive intuition. Sandra, you're
3: not going to take Blackie with you.
5: Well, of course I am. He's a watchdog, isn't he? But a uh, dog. Doll... Now, darling, remember how nicely he caught pheasant last year.
3: But pheasant aren't the same thing as ghosts at all.
5: Stuff and nonsense. You ready?
3: All ready. Here's your coat, Tim.
5: Oh, look out the window, Paul. So peaceful out there.
3: You've always been partial to twilight.
5: Oh, reminds me of the time you courted me. <laughs> it was such a nice... T- Paul, that man, the one on the street. What man? The one standing right out there. Look at him. That's the same man whose portrait we saw at Jim Danvers' house today. Sandra, Sandra, where are you going? To talk to him,
6: Pat. whoop, whoop, whoop. whoop.
5: my chubby aunt. It is him. Oh, excuse me, sir. I couldn't help noticing you and...
2: You noticed me?
5: You are Mr. Richards, aren't you?
2: I've been known to many by many names.
5: Oh, dear, please pardon me if I'm rude, but well, how in the devil did you manage to stay alive for 400 years?
2: You will notice my eyes. Look deep.
5: Oh, let me go. Let me go.
2: Deeply into my
5: eyes.
2: You've never seen me before. You don't know me. You can never remember me again.
3: Sandra. I hope you're properly ashamed of yourself, of approaching strange men and asking them silly questions. Well,
5: I'm sorry, Paul. It was stupid of me, but anybody can be wrong. Well, of course they
3: can, but on the face of it, it was silly. Expecting a man who was alive 400 years ago to be roaming around loose. It
5: wasn't a matter of looseness, Pet. It was a matter of larveness. Now, now come on. Stop being a husband and hold my arm.
3: I ought to tear it off and beat you over the head with it.
5: Mm, he's so virile. But I love him.
3: Well, come along, Sandy. There's your haunted house ahead. We don't want to keep Mrs. Browning waiting.
5: Or the ghost.
3: That door again.
5: Insidious feeling, doors opening and
6: slamming. Mrs. Browning. Mrs. Browning! I'm in the east wing, Mr. Whitney, just lighting
3: the fire. you better go on up. This hall's drafty.
5: Hey, Paul, more than cold in here. It's almost as if something or somebody is draining your body of all warmth.
3: That's a pleasant thought, Sandy. Now that you've scared yourself stiff, move.
5: Well, I was just getting in the mood for ghosts. Where's the east wing? This way, Mrs. Whitney.
3: Oh, hello, Mrs. Browning. Well, this room looks cheerful.
5: It's as gay as my mood. Nice fire, nice candles. (laughs) Quiet, quiet, Blackie. Don't
6: scare somebody. (laughs) A dog scare somebody? Not tonight. They came tonight. What came tonight? You see. Better make yourselves at home while you can.
5: Blackie, sit down. Over here, Blackie. Look at him, Paul. The hairs on his head are standing on end.
3: Be quiet, Blackie.
5: Blackie! Look! I told you they were here. A
3: luminous mass. A blue mass. Sandy, be careful.
5: It's materializing. It's coming for me. I knew it. It's coming for me. Oh, Mrs. Browning, Paul. Fingers are choking her. Good heavens. Uh, Mrs. Browning. How will stop this horrible thing. Sandy. 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 Sandy.
3: It's horrible. It's all right, Sandy. All right, darling. Oh, it's, it's gone, hasn't it? Yes. It's gone. But Mrs. Browning, she's... It.
2: tells Detective Hodges that a flesh-and-blood woman gets bumped off by a ghost.
5: But well, I saw it myself. Oh, <laughs> be quiet, Blackie. If you'd only relax, Detective Hodges, and go away, we'd catch the ghost for you. Quiet! I'm only trying to help, but Blackie, stop! Well,
3: Sandra, you're only confusing the issue. Paul's right, Sandra.
4: Sit down over here.
5: Jim Danvers, if you side with Paul, I'll never speak to you.
4: Now, Mr. Whitney,
3: if you don't mind, we'll go over the details again. What happened? What happened? Well, Mrs. Whitney and I were here in this room with Mrs. Browning when a blue mass suddenly floated in the door. The lights in the fireplace dimmed, the candles were extinguished, and Mrs. Browning began to scream. Why?
5: Because she saw a ghost. It's really all so simple.
4: Sandra, my dear. And then what happened?
3: The mass suddenly materialized, at least sufficiently, for us to see two hands. Two hands without a body? The hands reached out, grasped Mrs. Browning by the throat, and...
5: That was that.
4: Thank you, Mrs. Whitney. I suppose you expect me to believe that story? There's no reason for you to doubt Mr. Whitney's word, Detective Hodge. I'm not saying there is. But there was only three people in this room. And one of them is dead. Everybody's under arrest. Everybody, do you hear?
5: Oh, Paul, it's here again.
3: Look, Detective Hodge.
5: Paul, Sandra. Oh, Paul, for heaven's sake.
3: What, What is it?
5: An ex murderer,
3: an ectoplasm. Sandra, don't be funny. Let's get
4: out of this house before it gets all of us.
2: It's gone.
3: Yes, it's gone. Now, do you believe us, Detective Hodge?
2: Yes. Yes, I, I believe you.
4: I'll have Mrs. Browning's body removed to the morgue right away.
3: Paul, if you insist on staying in this house overnight, I'll not be responsible for what happened. But, Jim, I'm convinced that there are no such things as ghosts. Now, now, please, Jim, take Sandra back home and leave me.
5: I'm not budging without you, Pat.
3: Sandra, don't be foolish. Well, no matter what you two do, I'm not staying here.
5: Oh, go, old fuzzy beard. Take thy tired body and deliver it to a safe, warm bed.
6: Poor Jim,
5: scared of a little ghost. It's 11 p.m. already.
4: Well, good night, Paul, Sandra.
5: Nighty-night, night, Jim.
3: What was that? You mean the footfalls? Yes, what is it? The housekeeper's dead, stepdaughter.
5: You see? It's all so simple.
3: Good grief. Good
5: night. Oh, we've been all through the house, Paul, and I'm dead tired. Come on, let's go to bed.
3: You go to bed. I'll sit up and read these letters we found in the attic.
5: Here, Blackie, come here, come here. Now, lie down next to me. There, poor Blackie, poor doggie. You don't like the ghosties, do you, poor? Poor, poor Blackie. Hey, yeah, this letter's interesting. What is it?
3: Evidently a letter from the housekeeper to her husband. A love letter. She talks about her brother's child. It seems her brother left his money to his daughter and she handled the estate for the child.
5: Hmm, that's jolly. Maybe that's the child she calls her stepdaughter.
3: Hmm. Uh, Let's see what it says. Listen. Since we have managed the child's end, you and I are more than lovers. We are partners in many things.
5: Sounds as if they murdered the child.
3: Yes, it does. Sandra, I wonder if my theory's right. If people felt strong passions... And if those passions linger in a house after the people have gone, couldn't that create a heavy psychic atmosphere?
5: Well, those fingers that murdered Mrs. Browning were more than heavily psychic. Unhook the collar of my dress, Paul.
3: Where'll I put the letters down on the dressing table here?
5: Just a top hook.
3: I'd better keep these pistols handy just in case. Something about a gun that gives me courage. Funny. Funny. Oh, it's midnight, I'm tired, and nothing's funny. You know Mrs. Browning's sitting room? It seems to be an extra addition to this house. It it juts out from the rest of the building like a sleeping porch.
5: What's funny about that?
3: Well, that horrible cold and the footfalls all seem to emanate from that room.
5: Oh, you and your logical mind. Oh. What's the matter, Sandy? Oh, look, the fire's dimming.
3: Oh. Oh. Just,
5: Just like a... Great black shadow standing in front of it. Give me my gun. Here, dear. Shh, Blackie, shh. Look, Sandy.
3: The hand reaching out from the wall.
5: The letters. It's got the letters. Great, Scott. Oh, my chubby aunt. Watch it. It's the hand of, of the housekeeper. How do you know? It's got the same ring on she had on this afternoon. If that's not a ghost, I've never seen one.
3: The fire's going out, Sandra. Ah! Sandra! It's all around
5: us! Sandra! Sandra! Sandra!
2: mine my will is greater no succumb succumb my will is greater no you're a shadow and you are a mere mortal who knows no secrets beyond the veil i control the world of shadows succumb fool succumb no
3: no go away you're nothing but an
2: image you will die by my command in this house you will die before morning admit my will no no i will
3: not admit your will Oh, You're safe now on your own. Just lie still, darling, and drink this.
5: Oh, Paul.
3: I was a fool to allow you to stay in that accursed place last night. I oh, ought to have my head examined.
4: I came over as soon as I got your message, Paul.
3: Oh, come on in, Jim. Sandra's recovering from a bit of a shock.
4: Yes, I heard about it. I warned you, Paul. That house is definitely haunted. I'm going to board it up. It's completely useless.
3: No, that's not the answer, Jim. It isn't ghosts, at least not in the real sense of the word. Why, Paul, after what you went through, you say that? It's too malignant for a ghost. Do you believe in the power of hypnotism? Well,
4: I've heard some amazing theories about
3: it anyway. Well, I believe some power controls that house. Well, that's still ghosts. No, because the brain that controls the house is still alive. I'm convinced of it. Well, where do you think this man who controls the house is? He might be thousands of miles away. Remember you said that the eyes in the picture of the fabulous Richards seems alive?
4: Oh, that's ridiculous.
3: Not at all. In some crazy mad manner, Richards has kept himself alive all these 400 years. In some hypnotic way, he controls that house.
4: Well, if your theory is right, how can we break his control?
3: Well, I'm certain that his control emanates from the little sitting room which once belonged to Mrs. Browning. Yes. Now, if you'll let me... I'd like to hire workmen and tear that room off the rest of the house. Oh, but
4: Paul... Well, that room is only an
3: extra addition, Jim. It can't do any harm to try. Oh,
4: can't
5: pull up more of that flooring? Did you hurt yourself climbing that petition, Sandra? No. Oh, imagine a secret room down here, Paul, right beneath the sitting room. You see, Jim, Paul was right. That's like finding a box with a false bottom. That's all for now, boys.
3: Oh, Careful of your head, Sandra. This room isn't very big. But it's as
4: cold as cold storage.
5: Well, now you know how a hunk of beef feels in an icebox.
4: That's gay.
3: (laughs) A musty old room. Bed and four walls. And two drawers built into the wall over there.
5: All modern conveniences.
3: Uh, Try to open them. They look rusty. Just pull. All right.
5: There. The drawer's open. Oh, nothing but a lot of musty old clothes.
3: Listen, Paul. Nothing unusual, Jim. Just the same footfalls we've been hearing all along.
5: I'm beginning to become quite fond of them.
3: Look, here.
5: It's a miniature painting.
3: Yes, a
4: painting of Mr. Richards. Look at it. The same face as that painting in my house.
5: Look at the eyes in the miniature. Paul, they're alive.
3: Great heavens. They're moving. You better put that portrait down, Paul. Yes, they are alive. Living matter in a
5: painting. Oh, Paul, it's getting colder in here all the time. I feel faint. Faint and... This is something unearthly. It's moving around.
4: Open the next drawer, Paul. Hurry, I don't like this growing cold at all. Uh, it won't budge. Uh, the blasted thing.
3: Uh, oh, there
5: it is. Why, Paul, there's a thin china saucer full of crystal liquid with a compass floating on it. That's a strange thing.
3: Hmm. There's an inscription written in the drawer. What's it say? As this compass moves... So my will dominates everything within these four walls. Everything dead or alive. Accursed be the house and restless the dwellers therein.
5: What's it mean?
3: This is the brain, Sandra. Richards controls this instrument through hypnotism. He can control a piece of paper or a chair or even the souls of the dead. Then this house is haunted. Yes, haunted by a malicious, malignant will. It keeps a man's spirit roving restlessly after death. Paul, Paul, look, look in that corner. Mr. Richards, you,
2: you are alive. Yes, alive, quite alive, because I will to live. Very clever deduction, Mr. Whitney. Deduction? Yes, I heard your keen analysis of my activities. You are a hypnotist, then? I have been powerful for four hundred years. Your blind stumbling onto my secret will not stop me now. I can will anything. I will the specters of the past to re-enter this room. In heaven's name, man, stop this.
5: Oh, that black shadow, it's here with us,
2: closing in. Yes, closing in. All those who have died in this house are my slaves, as you will be my slaves in a very few brief seconds.
3: You are not the brain controlling this house. You gave that power to this compass. You transferred your power to this moving needle. Am I right, Mr. Richards? Put that compass down. Oh, no, I'll destroy it, Mr. Richards. No, you're completely powerless to harm us. Watch out, Paul. This partition's going to crumble. Paul! Sandra!
5: Gosh, Paul, it's good to be back in our own home.
3: What happened to Mr. Richards when the partition collapsed, Jim? Well, the workmen
4: searched the debris around the house for Mr. Richards' body, but no trace of him was found.
3: I'm afraid that he escaped. Oh,
5: no. You mean he's still alive and free, Jim?
4: Yes, indeed. That's just what I mean.
3: Well, he won't be for long, Sandra. People everywhere will be warned, and every corner of this earth will be looking for him. Even his will can't defy the world, Sandra. No one man can ever fight the world.
2: From the time-worn pages of the past, we have recalled the house and the brain. Bellkeeper, toll the bell.